Possible 1978 UFO Abduction Case from British Columbia, Canada by Charles Lear In the November 1978, Volume 24, Number 3, Flying Saucer Review, there is an article by W.K. Allen headlined, The Fort St. James Sightings, that details Allen's investigation of a case in British Columbia, Canada, along with the editor of the Canadian UFO Report, John Magger. Allen describes becoming interested in the case upon seeing a report headlined, Possible Canadian Abduction, in the March 1977 APRO Bulletin. According to Allen, he and Magger traveled, along with their wives, to Fort St. James to interview the witness, who identifies himself as Kirk Allure in the transcription of his story as told on tape. His account includes what seems to be a period of missing time, and this is likely what led the APRO investigator, Michael Sinclair, to consider that Allure might have been abducted. As they looked into the case further, they encountered some problems with Allure's story, but got corroboration from his parents. According to Allure, described as 17 years old in the bulletin, at 4.10 in the morning on January 5, 1978, he was driving from his parents' house in Salmon Arm in the Okanagan and was about 30 miles past Prince George and hadn't seen a car since passing it. He came around a corner and saw a red light above some hydro towers, electrical towers, about a mile away to his right. He then saw a car about a half a mile away, and at this point, the red light just shot right over the top of the car that was coming towards me. According to Allure, when the oncoming car was about 300 yards away, the red light shot towards him. He said it was huge and took up about two highway widths. He said that the interior of his cab, he was driving a 77 GMC pickup, was lit up with red light, and he got strange sensations such as my arms or legs falling asleep, like pins and needles. He swerved to miss the thing and then blacked out. He said that about 15 minutes later, he came to in the passenger seat as the man from the car was shaking him. The man asked him if he was okay, and he answered yes, even though he was aching all over. The man said, The strangest thing happened to me. I came to standing outside my car. Allure said the vehicles were stopped two feet apart, and there were no skid marks even though he was going about 70 miles per hour when he swerved. According to Allure, he and the other man went to the hospital in Vanderhoof, where they were told they were just in shock and sent on their way. He said he didn't get the name of the man and that the hospital hadn't either. He said, we're having a really bad time trying to get a hold of him. A transcript of the question and answer session follows, and by the second page, Magger's name becomes Major. While he's still Magger, he asks Allure to describe the object. Allure said it was sort of oblong, and that its surface looked like alligator skin, a description that shows up in the bulletin as well. He said it had small triangular wings with rounded ends, and on the bottom it had a circular thing, like an electric razor, a disc turning inside the other. He said there were little lights inside that were constantly changing colors, and one straight beam of red light. Allen and Magger pressed Allure on the details, and he was consistent as he went through them again. They asked what the models of the vehicles were, and Allure said he was driving a 77 GMC pickup, and that the other man was driving a Ford Galaxy 68. When he was asked if the other man had told him what he had seen, Allure said, the man told him he saw the red light moving in on him in his rearview mirror, and said he got the same sensations as Allure had. In the course of the interview, it came out that there was distortion on the radio. Allure described it as just crackling, and it sounded like the radio was going to blow up. 
He also told the investigators that his truck lost all power. Then a new element is introduced. Magger. Kirk has just said he had a polygraph test. Allure. Yes, I had a polygraph test from a man in Prince George, and he was from another magazine, and I can't divulge his name. Magger. It wasn't Sinclair from APRO. Allure. No. Magger. And you came through with a pretty clear record. Allure. Yes, I did. According to Allen, the RCMP said they only used their polygraph for criminal cases, and they didn't know of anyone else who had one in Prince George. Allen concedes that a reporter might have brought his own. He says that a check of the hospital records showed no indication that Allure had been there. He fails to note that there is no mention of the hospital in the APRO report. He does note that in the APRO report, the other man's car is identified as a Pontiac and the dimensions of the object as given by Allure are smaller in the bulletin than those that came out in the course of the interview. An explanation for this may be that it was Magger who suggested them, as can be seen in this excerpt. Magger, but it was longer than it was wide. Allure, yes, most definitely. Magger, and it was about a 120 feet wide, so it might be up to a couple of hundred feet long. Allure, mm-hmm, could be. Allure had said earlier that the object took up about two highway widths, which is about 24 feet for a two-lane road. According to Allen, these contradictions caused the interview to be put in storage until some confirmation was obtained. That confirmation came from Allure's parents, mostly from his mother. As was done with Allure's testimony, his mother's transcribed statement is presented followed by an interview. According to Mrs. Allure, at about 6.10 a.m. on January 6, 1977, Allen doesn't address the date discrepancy. She got a call from her excited son who was at the hospital. She said he told her he had been knocked off the road by a UFO. She asked him if the doctor had given him anything, and he said yes, and that he was going to go to bed to sleep for a while. According to Allen, Mrs. Allure was shown the APRO report, and she confirmed that the story told there was the same as what her son had told her and her husband, and she added the detail about the radio, which is not in the APRO report. Allen asked Mrs. Allure to repeat what her son had said about the doctor's reaction to his story. She said, Yes. I asked, What did the doctor say when you told him? He replied, They just kind of laughed and didn't pay too much attention. Mr. Allure confirmed his wife's account, saying he was on another phone listening in at the time. Mrs. Allure added that her son had had another encounter along with his girlfriend in November but she said he had asked her not to say too much about it or the disturbing feelings and dreams he'd had. Allen put together details of the conversation with Mrs. Allure, a report in the Caledonia Courier, and the interview with Kirk. According to Allen, at 11.25 p.m. on November 3, 1977, Kirk, now 18, and his girlfriend, Mary Ann Sampson, were walking along the road on the south shore of Stewart Lake when they saw a glowing sphere of light behind some trees. They walked towards it, thinking it was the moon, and then saw that it was actually a half-sphere with a flattened top. According to Samson, Allure was freaked out. At Samson's urging, they walked towards the object and were stopped by some sort of force, and basketball-sized blue sparks shot out from the Volkswagen-sized object. According to Allen, they drove to a farmhouse half a mile away and the object followed them at treetop level. At the farmhouse, they called the RCMP 
and when the officers arrived, the object was gone. A peculiar odor of burnt electrical insulation remained. As they got closer to the area of the initial sighting, the smell was stronger. When they got there, the officers took pictures of the area. According to Allen, Alor had been having dreams since the first sighting, but hadn't had any for a month prior to the second. After that, he and Sampson reportedly had identical dreams on the same night, but he wouldn't describe them. Mrs. Allure added that she, Kirk, his sister, and neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Mork, all witnessed a UFO for a short period in Prince George. She said that Kirk had had two more sightings with Marianne in January 1978. According to her, asking Kirk, have you seen any UFOs lately, had become a family joke. Charles Lear is the author of The Flying Saucer Investigators, available at Amazon.com.